Hey, hey, friends, this is your friend, Kent C. Dodds, and I'm joined by my friend, Sir Kenneth Wheeler. <laughs> Say hi, Ken. Hey, what's up, everybody? Super happy to have Ken here. Um, so, Ken, I want to, like, everybody should know who you are, and if they don't yet, this is awesome that they're listening to this, because they're about to uh, get a, a load of awesomeness. <laughs> they're going to get put on. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Ken, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us uh, not not just the technical stuff, but like whatever you want to say about yourself. Sure. So uh, I'm I'm Ken Wheeler. I am a, a UI developer at an unnamed hedge fund. Uh, redacted. Yeah, redacted. <laughs> a hedge fund that I'm not allowed to say the name. But I digress. Um, I'm an, an electronic musician, a meat enthusiast. Um. Uh, a dad to some daughters, uh, also a tank top enthusiast. <laughs> I, th I think that wraps it up, right? I mean, uh, you, you know, you're a rapper turned coder, right? That's right. That's right. So cool stuff. International speaker, open source library author. Um, and, uh, I made a couple yeah. bad libraries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The carousel that you still find on websites all over the place. That's right. I, I saw a funny tweet about that the other day. Somebody yeah, was complaining oh. about carousels without naming them. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, my apologies, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that was my bad. <laughs> well, oh, and uh, and you do plenty of uh, hardware like you, you got your crossbow thing, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, I did Arduinos for a while and. Um, you know, everybody just makes the light blink. But I always wanted to build something more than that. So, uh, you know, I built the crossbow. I built, um, with Halloween coming up, I got to come up with a new one. But last Halloween, I, I took mm. a like a plastic skull and, like, drilled it out and put LEDs in its eyes and made, like, an animatronic, like, moving skull. <laughs> awesome, it was fun. And uh, I, I most recently made a MIDI controller, like an arcade button MIDI controller. And that was oh, really nice. fun because a lot of the time, like, the... The Arduino stuff isn't like wildly complicated. Um, mm -hmm. It's actually like the whole rest of it. Like you're in a, you're like your mech engineering, so to say. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I, I got a bunch of enclosures and I tried to make it work and failed magnificently. Um, That's the best way to fail, right? Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> if you're going to fail, man, we'll do it magnificently. I, mean, I, I, I trashed like $100 worth of enclosures. And so I was just like, <laughs> I should 3D print this, right? And then. I did, mm. and it worked out swimmingly. So now I have this 3D printer behind me, and uh, yeah, next thing I want to do, that you know, if you're going to do Arduino and you're going to build real things, that's like the the only way to do it. Yeah, 3D print all this stuff. Like my, uh, I took my kids to a, like a farmers market thing, and there were these guys there who had three 3D printed just a ton of stuff, and that's what they were selling. Um, and they ended up so that they had this box of whistles that they printed and they're like um you can have one of these but your parents might not want you to <laughs> want you to have these do you have a 3d printer uh, i don't um i i've thought about it uh i'm not sure what i would do with it though it's fun because um, you can make like um <clears throat> like do you remember when we were kids and you put like a quarter in the thing at the the doors at the food store and you'd get like a spider mm. ring or something like that yeah yeah like, yeah like that kind of stuff like you can just make your kids and it prints in like 10 minutes. So I can just print my kids like these like fun, like little plastic toys. They make them like rings or articulating mm. sharks or that sort of thing. 
Oh, that's cool, dude. I feel like I just, I, I find that stuff all over my house already. It'd just get worse if I got a 3D printer. It's gotten so much worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like all, all of those uh, kids meal toys and stuff, they're just everywhere. I just have buckets and <laughs> buckets of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's parenting. It's it's good. So um, cool. Hey, so Ken, um, I've got some, some cool things. Like, so if, if you don't know Ken already, if you don't follow Ken on, on Twitter, you're, you're really missing out because Ken has some like really down to earth stuff to share. And um, Ken, you have like a pretty cool um, backstory, like um, of your personal development career and, and getting involved in open source and speaking and, you know, doing things that kind of get yourself, get yourself a little out of your shell. Can you uh, tell a little bit about like what motivates you to uh, to do things that are uncomfortable. <clears throat> um, I'm not a big fan of saying no to things. Um, generally speaking, if you say yes to things, um, again, generally speaking, good things happen. It depends on what things you say yes to. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think that <clears throat> there's nothing wrong with with taking opportunities, right? So if somebody asks you to mm. speak, um, why wouldn't you? You know, like it's a, it's an opportunity, right? And and that applies to a lot of things, right? Like I've been asked to speak and like, you know, I was kind of like scared about it, but I was like, whatever. But like anytime you have something like that, where it like work, if they're like, you know, can we have a volunteer? Like I'll do it, you know, if, if they want you to like travel mm-hmm. somewhere or, um, you know, we, we need somebody to, to, to lead the team or something, you know, I, I'm a big fan of just going for it. It usually works out. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So can you tell us uh, like an experience specifically of when um, you were asked to do something at work and you volunteered for it and and what the result was? Yeah, sure. I mean, um, uh, I'm trying to think of a different one. But yeah, I mean, like when I when I came onto the current place, right, they were like, uh, they're like, hey, do you want to do some internal trainings? And I was like, absolutely. Right. And I was like, what are you kidding me? So uh my first couple weeks when i so i i I go there i work remotely but i work one week from chicago a month so i'm in the office one week Mm. a month and uh for a little while there every every week that i was in i would schedule a training session there were a lot of developers that were coming from different languages and stuff like that um so i would come in and teach you know javascript basics react basics react architecture performance things like that like a lot of like the prerequisites for like uh you know writing professional javascript things like uh debugging um you know like uh you know performance monitoring profiling that sort of thing mm-hmm. and it was really good like it, it it i mean surely it had to have been good professionally but it was also cool because you get to know everybody a little more you know if you just show up and you're mm. your dude at desk <laughs> you know i mean you might see your your immediate peers around you or whatever but like you know once you're in the room and you're getting people engaged mm-hmm. and you're talking to people you know they're saying hi to you in the hall and like you just spread out a little so i i think that worked out pretty well for me thus far cool yeah so um i think that um kind of reaching outside of your comfort zone can have some uh some positive impacts on not only your career but um also yourself personally uh, are like, what would you say to somebody who's like, well, I don't, um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy and content with my life. Just, 
you know, going to my desk, doing my job, you know, you know, filling out those tickets, whatever, uh, and then going home, watching Netflix and going to bed. And like, you know, they, they just kind of um, are struggling to be motivated to do much more than that. I mean, if what, that's what, what somebody you, likes to like, do. Like, what thoughts do you have around that? And that's what they want to do. Then uh, God bless them. Let them do their thing. Right. Um, but, you know, if 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 they have mm-hmm. aspirations or, you know, ambitions, things that they'd like to do, but um, are, you know, apprehensive about it, don't know where to start, you know, think it's out of their league, that sort of thing. Um, that would be the kind of person that I would tell to, you know, go for it. Right. Like, um, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you a quick anecdote. Right. Mm. So almost every demo that I've ever done at a conference has been wildly out of my league technologically. Mm. Right. Like, uh, you, you're familiar with conference driven development. (laughs) Oh dude, I do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So what I'll do is like, I'll take something that I want to do. Right. And then I'll, I'll, I'll pitch it as the as the talk right mm-hmm. not having thought through how this would become real <laughs> right and then it forces your hand right so like that uh that robot crossbow thing right i had no idea how, i mean i knew how to do like arduino but i had no idea how to mechanically do that and it was a lot of trial and error same thing with that midi controller um same thing like very recently uh, i spoke in london and i you know autotune yeah yeah yeah, so I wanted to put it in the browser. Nice. Yeah, cool. And I didn't know if it was possible. It is. But, <laughs> um, you know, what, what you have to do is you take it and you compile it from C to Wasm, and then you run it in an audio worklet in the browser. Mm. And we were we were getting close there for, for a minute, and it was not working. And then, I like, I would come down, like, the first, like, hour or two of every morning. I'd be down in my office, like, kind of working on it. Mm. Like, saying, all right, let's see what we can do today. da 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 and like, I don't know C that well. Mm-hmm. I don't know Wasm that well. And I surely don't know audio workloads that well. Mm-hmm. But what I did know is that I wanted auto-tune in the browser. Uh-huh. Right? Because like, at the, I just saw the light at the end of the tunnel was an amazing demo where I could get up there live and just totally be T-Pain. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was like, I was like, this has to happen. It's too cool for it not to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so just learned enough about each to make it happen and just just went for it. And uh, it worked out. And uh, I, I, I can't think of a time that it hasn't worked out. It's gotten close. The autotune was probably the closest it had come. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started the, the crossbow uh, a little while back, right? Just to, for a little safety buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the autotune, that, that was cutting it close. I almost didn't pull that off. Yeah, that um, that's one thing I, I've told people to that the conference-driven development thing is a, a good idea. But I normally mention that you probably want to make sure the thing you want to do is possible first. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there were actually there was this one one time I wanted to speak at an Angular conference in London, uh, but I couldn't travel, and so I pitched this idea where. I would have somebody who's there in London just set up a, a laptop for me on stage. And I would start out with just like an audio feed and then I, and, and a video like my screen feed. And then I'd, I'd code up a um, like a, um, a video feed for myself. So like in Angular, let's code this up together. And then like by the end of the talk, you're actually looking at my face on the webcam through this app that I build. Um, I wasn't selected, but it, it seemed like a good idea. But I wasn't sure how, like 
I, I knew nothing about WebRTC or any of those technologies, but at least like you want to know that, you know, you're not, you're not going to propose how to, you know, build a, a rocket that goes to Mars in JavaScript. Yeah, like, yeah. Something that's within vague possibility. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but that, that conference driven development, like I, I feel like it could be a little anxiety inducing. Did you ever feel that? Like, were, were you ever nervous about, or like, I guess, where did you come up with the courage to uh, start proposing uh, conference talks uh, and, and getting, putting yourself into a potentially anxiety inducing situation? So I got, uh, so I think the first one, my, my first talk, I just got asked to do. And I was like, absolutely, I'll do it. Right. It was a, it was a, it was a local conference. Um, and I was terrified. And even to this day, you know, when I'll, when I'm up there on stage, I always have this, like, we're really doing this, aren't we? You know, and yeah. I get up there, I'm like, this was such a better idea in retrospect. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It seemed like a good idea at the time, but. <laughs> and then you just, yeah, you just go for it, but it's, it's, it's awesome afterwards. Right. I, you know, I've had, mm -hmm. I've had talks go good and talks go bad, but, um, you know, even if it, even if it went poorly, you, you still got up there and did it. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, um, there's something to be this said for, for getting up there and doing it. Right? Even if it's yeah. not the best talk in the world, right? Like, yeah, I don't think I'll ever give the best talk in the world, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't need to, right. You could just yeah. get up there oh, and, and, and do your thing. And, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but the good ones are dope. Like real, <laughs> yeah. you know, somebody's like, "That was an awesome talk," and you know, that's that's a cool feeling. Yeah, totally. Well, and and uh, often the crowds are big enough that somebody in the crowd is going to get something out of it, even if it's just you. But like, often it's going to be more than just you. It's it's unlikely that you're talking to a crowd of people who know everything you're going to talk about. Um, and, uh, and somebody's going to enjoy it. Um, and at the end of the day, like you're, you're the one who's able to say, yeah, I went up there and talked to people like the, the 30 people at the meetup or the 300 people at the conference or a thousand people, whatever. Um, you know, not all of them can say that they stood up in front of a group of people and, and did something awesome. Right. So what I always tell people is, uh, you know, despite what you might think the vast majority of people out there don't know the subject that you're talking about. People are always, mm -hmm. people are always afraid that, uh, you know, somebody's going to stand up and, and call BS on them or something <laughs> like that, which, you know, never happens, but yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe it happened like once or twice and then the person got thrown out of the conference, but like, in like never happens. <laughs> right. And then I was, I, I'm like, so like most of these people, you know, don't know the, the subject that you're going to talk about. And if they do, they don't know it in the detail that you're about to explain it. And on the mm -hmm. off chance that a couple people do, they're going to be sitting there rooting for you because that's their jam. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's, you, you really can't go wrong. Totally. And, and you know, like, it's not like, uh, I, I think we have in our minds that um, people um, want us to fail for some reason. I'm not sure why we get that feeling, but I think some of us do sometimes. And um, I, I don't know any like non jerk in the world who wants you to fail. Um, you know, anybody who wants you to fail is just absolutely not nice, not a nice person. I mean, um, even people that I don't particularly care for, I don't wish them failure. <laughs> you know? Like... Yeah. Yeah. Well, and especially when you're like, 
when you're watching their talk, it's not like I want them to waste my time, right? <laughs> you know, like I, I want them to make good use of my time. So I'm rooting for them to do a good job. Yeah. Let's, let's see what they have to say. Mm -hmm, totally. I've been pleasantly so surprised it, a couple it, times, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In yourself too, right? <laughs> Almost every single time. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's not just like speaking though, um, or, or teaching. What, what are some other areas where you feel like people um, should just go for it and they're not? Um, and, and what do you think is holding people back from uh, just going for whatever it is that they're trying to so do? So I think there's, there's two facets to it, right? There's, there's two planes of, of things that you can do, um, at, at least for the purposes of this conversation. And, and that's, that's intellectual and creative, right? So for me, I, I struggle with the, the intellectual path right? Because like, um, you know, I could get on a stage and be like rapping or something like that and be fine. But if I have to get on a stage <laughs> mm. and, uh, you know, be intellectually vulnerable, right? Like if I get on a stage and I'm rapping, right? No one is like, uh, you know, this man's not conjugating his verbs properly, you know, <laughs> but like there's <laughs> yeah. a very real fear when you're up there, like talking about technology that you're going to be wrong, that you're going to, um, you're going to, mm. uh, there's going to be misinformation, right? Whether it's, you know, like a bad idea or if it's just, you're flat out technically wrong, right? Which is terrifying. Right. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, you know, totally. you're, you're in I, with smart people. I've been there. You know, some people are so smart. Like mm. I remember one time I'm giving this talk and, uh, it was at this New York O'Camel meetup and I was talking about like building react native apps with reason. And, um, mm. Like one of like the main O'Camel guys, Yaron Minsky was in the front row. And then um, the creator of BuckleScript was behind him. And then, and then like the mm. Reason team were off to the left. And I was like, I was like, Dude. yeesh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, got to keep this one honest. That's like a scary thing. Um, and you know what? But even like as, as a maintainer, so I can sort of put myself in their shoes when I see somebody give a talk about React testing library or something like that, where it's something that I've created and they're going to talk about it. And when I'm in that situation, I'm not sitting there like leaning back, like, all right, show me how good you are. Like, let me, let me pick apart your talk. Instead, I'm, I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, I hope that my documentation was good enough and that I did a good job so that this person could learn well enough that they could so teach they it to everybody. To so it's still it. like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So it's still like the maintainers that are, you know, watching your talk or whatever, they're still rooting for you to do a good job. Like they, they want you to create a resource that they can hand to somebody else yeah. too. So the, the, the other thing is the creative stuff, right? Which, uh, which is different. And, and, and uh, it's, it's like when people do creative things, right? And a lot of the time that's like an expression of themselves or it's something special to them. Um, so putting that out there and having mm. that uh, available for criticism is, is also frightening, you know, whether it's like music mm -hmm. or art or something like that. Um, it's a completely different thing where, right? Like I might hold something that I've developed creatively uh, a little bit closer than something that I've, you know, I'm, I'm speaking about intellectually. Right. Like if mm. you like wrote a song and then somebody's like, this is like the worst song ever. I was like, ouch. <laughs> you know? like, yeah, so yeah. I, I think a lot of the totally. apprehension comes from, from those two setups right there. Um, but I mean, in, 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 in both, in, in both 
of them, you you really just got to go for it, right? Because there's there's not that fictional uh, heckler most of the time, <laughs> unless you're on Hacker News, where I can't make any promises. No, uh, yeah, man, just stay away from Hacker News. That's like advice yeah. that everybody I mean, that's should. Like, that's like the worst in <laughs> general follow. too. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's totally. as far as like doing those things, right? Like like take for example, like something like uh, you want to write a blog post, right? A lot of people will uh, will they'll, they'll see themselves here without a blog post, and then they see themselves in the future, you know, with a written published blog post. Um, but it seems like like there's so much distance between where you are right now and this lovely finished blog mm. post. Um, mm-hmm. And my advice there, right, is to write the first paragraph. Right, that's like the mm. that's like the hardest thing, right? Like if you force yourself. Like when I'm making music, right? Like I want like a very dank beat, right? And it, it's it's a little bit of a, a journey to, to to a very dank beat. But like if you're sitting there, like mm-hmm. just lay the drum track. Just get it started, right? Because it's like you have to you have to take the smallest step and then it's it's a series of small steps until here you have a blog post, here you have, you know, a piece of music. Mm-hmm. So it's like when when you say just go for it, um, the best way you find to do that is to, uh, you don't have to break the entire task down to small steps. You just think, what's the smallest thing that I can do to get me yeah. started? Yeah, and and to get it done a little bit easier, this is the thing that I've been doing lately that I think is is pretty cool. Um, have you ever heard of the the principles book? Uh, no, I don't think so. So this dude Ray Dalio who runs uh this hedge fund, not the one that I'm at, but. Hmm. He has this thing called principles, right? And it's like a bunch of like the, it's like a, it's a book that people read and, you know, apply to business and what have you, things like that. Um, but I, I did have one main takeaway from that. And I've been thinking about it a lot lately. And that's uh, whenever you want to do something, right? Like the first thing you should do is is take stock of, of the reality of the situation, right? So it's like, uh, you know, identify, uh, you know, what's real and true about the situation. So it's like, um, if I want to put auto tune in the browser, right. First of all, is that possible? Right. It's like vaguely possible. And then, uh, you know, what does it take to get in there? Right. And then it's like, this is going to need to be wasm. Right. So like when you, um, when you identify like what the reality of the situation is, rather than just being like, Oh, this is hard. This is impossible. This is going to be tough. Like, what does it actually take to do this? Right. Mm -hmm. And then you can start taking the smallest steps. For me, it was like learning like enough like C and M scripting uh, to get started. Mm -hmm. Start researching that sort of thing. But, you know, that that could apply um, globally to almost anything. Right. It's like you Mm want to run a marathon. Right. Like like if you if you're not a runner, the first thing that you need to do is take a very long walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know provided there's no physical disability that would not let you run a marathon or something. Sure. Yeah. But you know, that would also be like, you know, taking account of the the reality of the situation. Like, you know, like say like you were disabled or something like, you know, you're not going to run it, but you could, uh, you know, wheelchair it or, or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. have to work within, you know, your actual bounds. Yeah, absolutely. But being, being self-aware of that, I think, is important. Whether it's something physical, like you mentioned, or, or if it's you know, you have this 
um, super anxious feeling when, um, when you're standing up in front of a group of people. So maybe you can, if you really want to get there, um, then you can take smaller steps and stand up in front of a, a group of, you know, stuffed animals or what, you know, whatever stuffed it animals, is. you could do it for a peer group. You could go to a local mm-hmm. meetup and next thing you know, you're at a conference speaking like, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and you like, you slowly learn to cope with that situation or like whatever it is, like you want to start working out, but you feel uncomfortable with uh, groups of other people at the, at the gym. So you, you know, you find ways to, um, to change yourself. And, and I think that's maybe part of what, um, what, at least that's something that I, I truly believe is that like we are malleable people, we're malleable beings, we can change our, our nature. And, uh, and it's just something that takes persistence and time and, and you know, intentional effort. You know, what's funny, though, about all that is, um, you know, like speaking or working out, right? Like speaking never gets not scary. <laughs> and true, working yeah. out never stops being painful and exhausting right like you mm, see people speaking yeah. and you're like oh they're not scared you see somebody like running down the road you're like wow this guy's it's a breeze for this character right mm. um but n- no matter what it is right like it it still sucks <laughs> like, for them. like, yeah. like even at the highest level it still sucks um you know they're just mm. they're just dealing with it magnificently yeah, yeah, they they've trained them their their mind and their body to cope with that, so that they can you know achieve at that level. Um, and there's nothing. You know, this reminds me of another thing. Like, um, people are sometimes amazed when I tell them that I listen to podcasts at three times the speed. Uh, they're like, "How do you even understand anything?" And and I've been listening to podcasts for years. And at first it was one x, and then I found out you could speed it up. So I was like one point five. And 1.75 and two and and eventually you work your way up and like you train your brain but like people who are blind and use screen readers and stuff they listen to stuff at like 20x really it's crazy yeah no joke man like That's 14 wild. to 20x like yeah it's outrageously amazing with what our brains are capable of um and so yeah like you, you can you know with small and, and simple steps you can get yourself to um, you know, the place that, that you want to be. And actually this is something I I've been getting into Elon Musk a lot recently because he's just an inspirational person, um, for me in, in some ways. Um, but one thing that he is like way into is just like, uh, he says something that everybody says is impossible. Like we're going to go to Mars in a few years, um, or we're going to build an electric car that people are going to buy. And, and people say, well, no, you can't do that. And he says, well, tell me, the like the physics that tells me that that's impossible Uh, and there's not there's no physics that tells you this is impossible you're just like you're afraid there's fud uh, or whatever it is and so he says no no like if it's physically possible then we can make it happen and uh, and so you break down these these big scary things to um, the physically possible thing that you can do or or, you know mentally possible or whatever it is um, and work your way to uh, the place that you want to be but like it really comes down to just going for it um, at the start. You, like you're not going to get there if you don't yeah, go I mean, He for does it. that all the time, right? Like, you know, we're not mm-hmm. quite on Mars, but like if you look at some of the stuff, like these mm-hmm. are definitely precursor technologies that are requirements for going to Mars. Or, you know, the, you look at Tesla, mm-hmm. like the battery technology, right? Like you break it down and take the first step and cover your prerequisites and suddenly it's, it's achievable. Mm-hmm. I, I got to yeah, know, are, are you still afraid when you speak? Oh, dude, are you kidding? Yeah, I'm totally. So like, I've gotten a lot more comfortable, like leading up to it and and stuff. But like, 
especially when the speaking, um, like w when it comes up close, like the day of, especially, or maybe the day before I start like breathing heavier. And like when I, when I'm thinking about it, um, and then it, like, especially minutes up before I, I get up there and I'm seeing people gather or whatever. Um, and I, yeah, like I feel really, really like fight or flight kind, yeah. of, kind of thing. Um, and, but, but I get up there and once I start, like once I say, Hey, my name is Kent C. Dodds and I'm just here to talk about X. The, yeah. You just say your name. Yeah, totally. And then you're like, okay, I'm good. Um, and, uh, th there have been times where even during the talk, I, I still feel uncomfortable and I've kind of worked my way out of that. Um, mostly unless things aren't going very well. That's the worst <laughs> when you get popped out of your groove. Like there's like an AV issue or something mm. like that. And you're starting to be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. So, uh, and then like your whole like momentum was shattered. Yeah. Yeah. But that's another thing that over time you, you learn to cope with that stuff too. Um, and so if there's something that you want to do, um, you just just go for it in the small step that you, where you get started on the path um and uh yeah actually so this reminds me of uh there's a book by Brandon Sanderson called Oathbringer and in it um this guy i think actually i wonder if it's the first one but it's the stormlight archive trilogy um but there's this character in there who is asked the question what's the most important step a man can take and um, like that, that question is kind of hanging out there, the whole book. And then toward the end, it, um, he says the most important step the man, uh, a man can take is the first True step. story. And, um, and it, uh, so, yeah, I think that is kind of a, that applies to what we're talking about here is like you, you, it's not possible to take the second step or even the last step unless you've taken that first step um, and finding a, a simple way to take that first step and just going for it um is uh you know is critical to becoming the person that you want to be true story so cool we, we're down on our time here ken it was awesome to chat with you is there anything else that uh you want to talk about before we wrap things up no dude it was awesome thank you for having me dude it's it's a pleasure i always love chatting with you i'm super sad we're not going to actually see each other for I don't even know, don't know how long, off, but, but we'll uh, see. you're going to have, you're going to have yeah, all yeah. the fun at react rally for me, right? Yeah, it's going to be a blast. That's so the time we were recording this react rallies in two days, um, this will probably be published in like, I don't know, a month, maybe a year or two. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was fun. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here's our, just as we wrap up here, here's the homework or the, the call to action for everybody listening um where we want you to you know do something to improve yourself technically or personally or whatever um so here's here's what we want you to do take out a piece of paper and write down three things you've been holding yourself back from whether it be fear or uh just feeling inadequate or whatever that is uh, and choose one of those three things that you've written down and then write down steps that you can take to accomplish that maybe just write down the first step uh, and then go make that happen go for go it go for it Cool. All right, man. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure. Um, where can people find you online, Ken? Uh, you can find me at soundcloud.com forward slash the Ken Wheeler. Booyah. No, like legit people go, go listen. My, I, Ken's got some sweet music. I even use Ken's music for my dev tips with Kent, um, series on YouTube. It's great. So yeah, go listen to Ken's it's stuff. Also it's also cool. Ken underscore Wheeler on Twitter, but, uh, don't open that in front of kids.
That's <laughs> <laughs> not safe for work. Not safe, not for, safe for kids. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. Hey, thanks, Ken. It was awesome. And for everybody else, we'll see y'all later. Later, alligators. <laughs>